everybody. My name is Tony Barnes. I'm a father, husband, realtor with Keller Williams Pinehurst, professional musician, ambassador for Military Foundation, Camp Resilient North Carolina, and corporate leader for Patriot Foundation. I've always been fascinated by people. Everyone I meet, I try to hear as much of their story in whatever brief moment in time we share. Even the most average-seeming human could have a captivating story. This show is about unlocking the stories of the people that I've been fortunate enough to meet and those whose names have positively influenced the communities they serve that maybe I haven't met yet, but can't wait to. This show is simply called More or Less with Tony Barnes. More is in Moore County, the beautiful southern North Carolina community that many of us call home. And because some of these stories need to be shared much more. Less, as in less serious, lighthearted conversations with one-of-a-kind humans about how they do more. Yeah, what is that? There's something okay, like... Okay, we do need a photo of this. Yeah, sure. You want to take a snap? You got... Did you bring your selfie stick, Diane? I don't own a selfie. <laughs> okay, do you think I am the kind of person that even... I don't even know if I've ever taken a Mary's like, a I'm not prepared. Selfie. Here we go. Here's a selfie stick. I'm, I'm not... I don't have a selfie stick. <laughs> I don't. Um, I am... I'm of the, the generation do, that we'll doesn't do the selfie stick, right? We'll let Mary... <laughs> Isn't there like an age limit on a selfie stick? I don't know. You know, I, see, this is why I do radio because I'm not much to look at, so, you know. But I'll take a picture. It's okay. Can you add hair to me? Well, I'm wearing a hat anyway. I mean, (laughs) Photoshop has what they call generative fill now. Yeah, You can say, add hair, and it will do it. Stop it. That's awesome. Yeah, you just kind of select an area. Nothing is real anymore. Yeah. Level. It's a little yeah. scary, isn't it? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I I'm don't not a fan of the new, like, a, what is it? The right, the one that writes chat, for you. Chat, chat GP, GPT, G- chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I'm not. I'm yeah. Not. It's creepy good. Yeah. Well, wild. I've seen Terminator and I know how this ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Basically. This is not cool. Um, okay. So you both have water. That's yeah. the first thing I should have asked, but you're good. I have coffee, but that's how I thrive. I do too. Water. Yeah, I'm two cups deep already. So if yeah. I talk like really fast, uh-huh. then you know why. So. <laughs> I usually talk too much anyway. So just tell me to shut up. <laughs> so. No, take it. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you're wondering who these uh, wonderful voices are, we have two guests in the studio today. And. Well, Frank, I got to say, it's been like a month or something, man. I've missed you. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yes, it's good to have you back. I've good missed to see your musk, your, man. Good to see your lovely beard. <laughs> yeah. Now they're starting to question why they even came here. Yes. Well, <laughs> as all our guests do. do yeah, right? Uh, well, we talked about the strategy for our show earlier, off record, was that, you know, we You're just get, get guests reveal in here. our secret? Yeah. yeah. I think it's, all right. You know, we, uh, we've had like 40 guests or something like that. Here. Yeah. So, you know, we have a guest and we know that those are going to be a listener least for that day and that show and you know eventually we'll just build up people that have to listen to it because right. you know it's one of those things i think what do we have like 50 viewers all time or something like that yeah something like that oh. so i'm really i have no idea but anyway it's, um i always say it's higher than that but i'll never reveal exactly unless you want to pay to advertise then you can know one million yeah yes we do need sponsors right we always want sponsors <laughs> if you'd like to give us money please yeah actually i don't get anything for this what is it this is not cool man Hey, I just noticed that we need to write a contract or something, and we can write a contract. Yeah, yeah. And get, share a lot of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is re- really weird and awkward. <laughs> um, so uh, we have Diane here, Atherton, right? Does mm-hmm. I say that right? Yep. Okay. Sure and did. Mary Peters, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they work for or Triple P Parenting, right? Or what's the 
actually so tell us a little bit about what you do and kind of whoever wants to start. Mary, I'll let you start with okay. who we, right. where we come from. Okay. So um, both of us work for Partners for Children and Families, okay. which is a nonprofit here in Moore County focused on birth to five programming and trying to get our kids prepared for kindergarten and life. Um, but then we also help with child care providers and trainings for child care facilities, um, resiliency and parenting classes. Um, the government food program runs out of our office. So like when schools get reimbursement for meals, we do that for child care providers. Wow. So it's okay. just an all encompassing moment. That's very good. And you're the program director. Is that right? I'm the program manager. So manager. I have a little bit, I get to touch a little bit of everybody's programs and hang out. And, but then mostly I'm just nerdy and do a lot of data stuff at a computer. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. And, uh, and Diane has, what would you say, I guess your, what, what is your title? My I guess. official title? Yes. Family Outreach Coordinator. Okay. Awesome. Um, specializing in um, parenting uh, using the Triple P Parent Program. Awesome. So, awesome. Which stands for the Positive Parenting Program. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I can say, and the reason that I'm, I'm glad you're here, both of you, thank you very much. I, yes, my wife you. and I, full transparency, we, we found out about this you know, uh, program probably, I don't know, three months ago, maybe something like that. <laughs> three or four and uh met diane uh via text first and then we showed up and i just think that what you do both all of you uh, especially what our meetings that we've had um we try to my wife and i try to meet about once every two weeks with you and it's been kind of a positive parenting you know like class really i mean it's Mm -hmm. and and therapy of some sort you know like it's really we have two tiles my wife and i michelle have uh, a five-year-old girl and a four-year-old boy and and she's pregnant we have another boy on the way so we need all the help we can get you know and uh, and I've just been amazed that it really had the programs, the scientific like data of the things that you preach, you know, have has worked. I mean, we're not the best at implementing them, unfortunately, but I guess no parent is, you know. Um, but just to see like the scientific backed data of, you know, what can work and it's kind of you cater it to the parents, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to the family. And it's really helped us. I mean, we, we know when we came first came three months ago, it was like, help us, please. You know? <laughs> Which a lot of parents feel, you that know, deer in the headlight look. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We definitely feel it, you know. Um, but there has there have been some wins. And and I certainly attribute it to your, your program and to you, Diane, and, and uh, you know, for helping us kind of steer us in the right direction, because, you know, parents you know, husband and wife, they're never going to see eye to eye. So like you have to kind of finagle that program to where, okay, look, this is, you know, this is what this is. And you need to probably work on that. And then you can work on that. And it's, it's nice coming from somebody, not from the spouse, you know, like it's a little bit more uh, impactful when, you know, somebody with authority or, you know, that knows the subject says it, you know? Yeah. So it really helps both of us kind of be like, yeah, you're right. I need to, I need to work on that. Or, you know, you should probably work on that, but I didn't say it. And it's tough. It's tough to be and be an objective receiver of feedback sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah, we all struggle Absolutely. with that, you know. Yeah. Um, but man, it's been really great, and that's why I wanted to get you guys on. So, um, you know, just to talk about it and and let Moore County know that it's. I mean, it's out there because I didn't know about it until. You know, we went and, and had an appointment with the Sandals Pediatrics about some th- certain things, and they suggested, you know, hey, check this out, you know, and, and we did, and we're thankful we did. Um, so this is a free program for the public, right? I mean, I it feel is. like people need to know this. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, let's get that out yeah, there. Yeah, let's so talk was, about that a little bit more. Mary, I'm going to let you that's, take away how the funding comes. That's one of the amazing things about, about our office, P. though. Um, everything that we do through our office is free. We have the Triple P program for parenting is entirely free. 
We have a resource library where you can rent different toys, different books, and things like that, all free. And all of our funding comes from the state. So it's state funds that are allocated specifically for birth to five programming, and we just get a little piece of that. Um, some of our like our bigger entity is Smart Start, so people will know there are 73 Smart Start partnerships around the state of North Carolina. So we have a little bit of a collaborative statewide. Not everybody has a triple P program, um, but we try to kind of share amongst ourselves to grow our programs. The Dolly Parton Library, um, that runs through our office a little bit too. So different reading and literacy programs, but again, everything through our office is 100% free. So it's an awesome service for the community, especially when you have small humans. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I mean, I, I never knew like that, that you can have this sort of service. Like, I mean, I know everything. Nothing is really free, but thank God the government is helping to fund stuff like this. This is what matters. Yeah. Kids mm-hmm. are what matter, right. yeah. you know, and the, and the health of the mm-hmm. parents. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's Absolutely. you're helping both, and that's just that's we need more money towards that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So that's why we want to yes. share this and get it out there, and hopefully, people will, uh, you know, take take it just go try it i mean because it's really helped us and there's no shame in it like i you know just because you you ask for help or you you know you, you you we could all use a little bit of help you know um and i'm glad we did because and we still try to make it you know with our busy schedules it's important to us you know and mm-hmm. i feel like it's really helped so thank you diane yeah, and been, mary you've been you great yeah. it's the first time i've met you so um thank you for coming and yeah you know it's nice to hear about some of the and i guess let's talk about a little bit of the other programs too while we're here so there's you got triple p parenting but you also mm-hmm. have some other um things if you'd like to mention those yeah so obviously the triple p parenting with diane and she is absolutely phenomenal um i have never done the program but i can promise you that i have a five and a seven year old and i am regularly in diane's office Mm -hmm. asking her for (laughs) some tips and tricks to help me it's all free Um, because i have a very picky eater who's a five-year-old um it's super fun parenting Mm -hmm. so that's an amazing resource but then we have um our leslie carson works and does TA for all of the child care facilities in the county. So anytime they want to do a training, they can call her. She can come to their child care facility and help them. What does what TA stand for? Um, technical, technical assistance. Oh, okay. So yeah. she does a lot of technical assistance. She can help them get prepared. So uh, child care facilities have a star rating system for their licensing here in North Carolina. And Leslie can help them prepare to get licensed wow. and hit their goal of what star rating they want. And walk them through that process and she does a phenomenal job she also helps out with we have a farm to ece program that runs through the nc cooperative at nc state and it's teaching child care providers so daycares and child care facilities can have a garden and they're teaching kids how to garden and grow their own food right on site so kids are getting that hands-on experience and that education and in their daycare every day wow. and eating healthy and eating healthy yeah. and what does yep. ece stand for early childhood education yeah. oh okay yeah. farm to okay yes yeah nice. i was wondering if it had something to do with yeah Early childhood uh, educators. Or, no. no. Okay. Yeah, yeah we just talk the lingo. And I we do. forget yeah, that well, we're talking to people that well, might not early know. Early childhood so thank education you for is the, that's like the main thing. That's mm. what we were just talking about. That's what people need. Yes. And families, you yes. know. But the government money that you mentioned going to yes. ECE. Mm-hmm. It is. It's very weak. 
kind of talk about like we get to have an impact on we tell our child care providers like you are the key to the future because you're helping us raise our children as parents especially those of us in dual working families like or single parents Mm -hmm. you're trying so hard to do it all and when we have amazing child care providers all we want to do is support them because again like you're taking care of the key to our future you're helping us raise our children to become good people and whatever that looks like um and wanting well-rounded and resilient good humans as they grow up. Mm-hmm. So that's just part of what our office does. And then we have Julie is our early literacy coordinator, and she runs a bunch of different reading programs that are out of childcare facilities. So kids get books each week, and they get to take them home, and it gives parents different reading strategies, reading tips um, to help them kind of work on that growth, because we know that reading and early reading when your kids are young is critical to their development. So she does a lot of different things with, she is Raising a Reader, the Dolly Parton Imagination Library that I mentioned earlier is under Julie. Um, And then she's trying very hard to expand her Raising a Reader outreach. Um, And we collaborate quite a bit with the care group, the Growing More Readers, um, summer reading stations that happen in Moore County, we have a hand in that um, and trying to make sure that kids get free books and have access to those books all summer long. Um, Do the barbershops? Yes, we have the Barbershop Literacy Initiative, which puts books in barbershops. So when you come to get your hair cut on the weekends, you get a free book. Um, awesome. So And those are all throughout Moore County as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've I've hit. It's a lot. It's a lot for a small office. There's only nine of us that work there, and I feel like we have a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. um, that we dabble in. Along with then, we have some, like I mentioned, the care group. They run Mother Reads, and that program is funded from us, but they initiate it through their office. We fund the wages program in Moore County, which helps supplement um, income for child care workers who we know do not get paid enough. And mm-hmm. so this helps supplement to increase their income to be a livable wage. Wow, that's and that's awesome. funded through our office as well. Um, and then we do um, work with NC Pre-K, which those of you in Moore County who have kids that you want in pre-K, please know like this is something we all need to start advocating and fighting for. Moore County has the lowest number of NC pre-K slots in the state of North Carolina. Um, we do not get the subsidy funded slots like everybody else because our tax bracket is too high, but we know that that is a very small population of our county that hits that high tax bracket, mm-hmm. and then we can't afford to have more slots. So it's a moment that we we really in our office have been advocating for for the last year and trying to figure out how we show the state and our county that pre-k is important and it's critical and and we need to start putting more funding to that um we need to reach out and make that accessible to our kids in our county this is uh probably a longer conversation that you could have with uh anybody but it makes me wonder do you work with other programs that because you know using that tiered system Mm -hmm. that the state does that affects a lot of different programs not just early childhood education but other facets of uh, even people without children is that something that you work with the county on or do you kind of maybe pull the the ask to the state and say look all these different things can all be benefited by maybe breaking 
the tier system into smaller regions or I don't, I don't even know how that would work. So we don't, the one thing that we have been doing the last year and I will give it up to Linda Parsons, um, the Moore County chamber, she has started a childcare initiative trying to figure out new ways to bring new childcare and attention to the fact that we have a childcare crisis in Moore County. Um, if you're an employee in Moore County right now, she's got a survey up on the Moore County chamber website and we're trying to get more data so that we can show employers these are the things people need to be able to stay at work because they are struggling to find childcare and it is grueling. You can't have a job when you don't have a safe place for your kids to go each day. So trying to find ways where employers can find different ways to be, whether it's flexible scheduling, whether it's a hybrid moment, what are the things that people in Moore County need to be successful at work so that they can feel better. So, And she is the first chamber who did a child care task force and initiative um, that she started. So we've, we've got community backing. It's just trying to find the avenues for people. Mm. What is what is pre-K like? Where would where does that happen? I mean, you said state um, NC pre-K mm-hmm. programs or slots. Is that at the child care facilities? Is it at the schools Both. or? Okay. So it can be at both. We have um, all of the new buildings that have been built in Moore County have designated NC pre-K classrooms. But like Pinehurst Elementary has two classrooms designated. Both of them are currently empty because Moore County schools can't afford to staff those classrooms. Okay. Um, so it's it's a funding issue. It's a trying to balance that back out and show that we have a need issue. So it's trying to kind of bring it all together right now. Well, you'd think, I mean, I, I don't know the exact data, but Moore County has got to be one of the wealthiest counties that isn't a big city in North Carolina. And it's crazy that. Oh, man, the I should know that doesn't. off the top of my head. But yeah, you're right. But then you go up to Northern Moore, and it's, you know, just like a lot of other places, a very impoverished area. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's a low population area as well. But that also contributes to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just but, a matter of where they spend the money. I mean, I, I just heard. I heard recently that, I mean, this year, because of a lot of to do with Pinehurst and, and also Fort Bragg and everybody moving in, um, the, the taxes that they are collecting this year or last year was like the highest on record ever, mm-hmm. you know, a, a whole lot of money, you know, so hopefully they can start. I mean, that's the same scenario all over the country. Like, hopefully they they people start pushing more money into childhood development, education, family, because mm-hmm. yeah. we we need that. You know, yes. and I know there's not it's not like money just grows on trees. But, God, if you're making so much money off people, I mean, you know, like yeah. just put more towards what really right. matters. Reallocate you know? it. Right. Yeah. So uh, right. and I, I can I'm very lucky that my wife, you know, I've been fortunate in my career in real estate where I've been able to you know be the sole breadwinner pretty much. And and I know that these days that's even more more rare and hard and and um you know when you i can't imagine if we both were working full-time jobs like thankfully my wife has been being able to be a stay-at-home mom and i'm I'm able to be a little bit flexible with my job and stay home and kind of help a little bit too but you know if we were i saw a lot of my friends you know that had toddlers the same age year especially during the pandemic that were trying to find childcare. I mean, mm-hmm. pre-K, all this, and I mean, there was like year or two waits on some of these popular childcare things, and, and still you just, is, still yeah. is. Yeah. And you can't, you can't find somebody, you know, and unless you're wealthy enough to hire an au pair or something, mm-hmm. and that's. I've always thought it's kind of weird. I, I don't know if I want a stranger in my house, you know. Like, yeah. But some people do. I'm not saying weird, but to each their own. It's just it's, for me. I'm a little nervous. It's, about it. I would imagine it's a huge adjustment, yeah. you know, and then. 
Yeah. Not that's different from a nanny because they would have somewhere that they could live. But then you, if you're talking about an au pair, they're living with you. Mm-hmm. That's a whole another mm-hmm. person into your life, into the family dynamic that, yeah, yeah that just, would be a, a huge adjustment, I bet. Yeah, I just can't imagine. Um, we're very, I know that we're very lucky, especially during this pandemic era of, you know, you couldn't even go into, I mean, people lost their jobs and but mm-hmm. then when they they were able to get jobs back then what do they do for child care you right. know mm-hmm. now you you know i know somebody yes. who um you know they had to take in a family member who lost their job and because of that extra burden they took their child out of child care for ostensibly it was going to be a week but then when they tried to get back into child care they were at the bottom of the list and mm-hmm. that was you know it threw their whole life out of out of balance yes. and, and they that had consistency to consistency make... for those kids is so important yeah mm-hmm. yes and that's yeah. what you talk about diane in our in our meetings all the time is you know consistency and uh and having a, a game plan and like actual things written and that they can see and visually like oh yeah i, I want to do that you know mm-hmm. routines and reward charts and all mm-hmm. there's so many charts that i'm very surprised of that that mm-hmm. i know we need terribly we've and mm-hmm. she's helped us design them at, at the facility which is great they have a program that can design all these uh, visual, um, you know, things about, okay, when you wake up, you brush your teeth, you know, you put your clothes on and you put it on the fridge or you put it somewhere near the light switch of their bed and they check it off, you know, and they do get sort of excited about that, you know, mm-hmm. and we still are very good at it. We've tried, we're trying, but that's all you can really do, right? It's just that's try. Right. That's right. But, you know, they'll have days, they'll have a couple of days where they wake up and they're like, oh, wow, yeah, I brush my teeth and put my clothes on get ready you know and then and then someday she, she wakes up and she don't want to do anything she's not school age yet she's gonna be though so we're trying to like prepare trying please. to get her ready <laughs> yeah that's, that's right. what we're trying to do that's right but you know just the strides that we've made with my children and in, in the last since we started going i mean before we started going to see diane uh with triple p parenting we we uh our kids were very pandemic babies you know i had stay-at-home mom they did not we we never had th- i mean thankfully mm-hmm. we never had to you know, get childcare, but also it kind of hurt them a little bit because socially, you know, they have mm-hmm. they have a couple of cousins that's their age they see, but you know they didn't get to see that dynamic between the parent uh, new new adults, you know, the stranger adults that are teaching, right. and then mm-hmm. also other children, you know, that might not be connected to the family, and right. it was it was scary for us. I mean, we were like, mm-hmm. what? Are, she's about to go to school. Mm-hmm. What do we do? And just in the three months that we've been talking with you and 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 learning and implementing some of these things, now they go to polywogs play pad every single you know four four days a week and they're even though they're going together you know it was it was like really difficult to get them to go oh, anywhere for like on, an hour yeah i remember early on those phone calls only one of us is going to make it because somebody's yeah. got to stay with the kids exactly because yeah. they would be crying and and yeah. and you know just some of the strategies that we that you had taught us to use and now literally the last month i mean this is a huge win for us the last month we've been able to go to summer camps each week there uh, Tuesday through Friday from 1 to 4 or 5 p.m. And we knock on wood, they haven't had any huge meltdowns or, you know, any kind of terrible behavior or anything. They've been really good. And they even had some weeks where the, the, the normal teacher, like right when we started, the normal teacher they liked, two of them, one of them left. And then we were like, oh, gosh, she just got him into uh-huh. it. And then, <laughs> mm-hmm. then one of them was out sick. And then, the, then there were some new ones that came in, and we were surprised how resilient they were with new adults. And I think they're getting used to that kind of okay we got to go do this and be away from mommy and daddy and that's a huge thing but that's and that is and that's kudos to you though that's kudos Uh to you for coming in and listening to this program the science behind the program believing in it trusting me to guide you through it 
and you did it. You're seeing the the benefit of it mm-hmm. through your kids, but you're the ones who are doing it. Yeah, well, I can you're say you're doing the work, and it's and it's showing. Yeah, it is, and and I, that's why I wanted to get you guys on and really promote this because it's a free service. And gosh, man, what what more do parents want than just to have their children be healthy and happy and and functional in society? I mean, yeah. that's what we all want. And plus, we need as parents, we need some some space. Whew, yeah, help us, please help <laughs> us. You know, and, and thank God, just the just the time that we've had from one to four p.m. Four days a week, I mean, has been has worked miracles for my wife and myself, like our mental health. You know, like yeah. mm-hmm. she gets to garden and do the things she wants to do, mm-hmm. you know, uh, during the day. And, and I get to go work on you know work or my hobbies or whatever and go home. And it's just been a, a godsend that they've been just just be able to go do that. And I know a lot of people that have to work two jobs, they get involved in child care very early because of necessity. And, you know, so their their children may be more used to it because they started at an early age. But it is, it's, it's really a daunting thing to think about when your your kids really aren't socialized that way because they haven't had to be. And now just just that big win of us, like being able to have time for ourselves during the day mm-hmm. has been huge for mm-hmm. our mental health. You and, know? and and a huge part. I'm going to I'm going to go right back to that the basis of the triple p program you've hit it a couple times it's that connection you and your wife are having that connection again Mm. you and your kids are having that connection and they're positive that's huge that's all that resiliency that mary was talking about Mm. that human connection is the most important thing but i love how also in this program you can take the things that you're learning and you can put it into a new situation and still use some of the same strategies so you're talking about how how upset or anxious the kids were when they were having to go to a a a new caregiver right but now you're you know moving into a new chapter in your life with a new baby and and a new environment where you're all going to live and you can transfer those same strategies and use them in that situation even with the set of stairs, which we talked about mm-hmm. at our last session for a while, about how stairs, just having adding stairs into your home mm-hmm. can be a, a moment of time that's anxiety-inducing if, if we're worried about the safety of our kids, which we should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked for a while about which strategies can we use so that we can get through the anxiety with that, how we can make it safe, what we can do. I mean, we came at it from all those different angles. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing to watch you guys work. And I can't wait to see where mm-hmm. you go with all of these programming with the new one coming along. Well, thank you. Now, yeah, it's like I'm just getting some little wins with the toddlers. Now, here comes another baby. All right. yeah. Yeah. Now we get to try again. Yeah, right. Little little wins. That's I think. Yes. I mean, you, you. It was an unsaid, but almost said. That's what the little star charts are about. That's what I always equate it to. Like, you know, each little star is a little win, and that's exciting. That even is as an huge. adult. You know? You're right. Yeah. Even for parents, maybe especially for parents, because you you know all the bad things or all the things that are giving you anxiety where it could go a different way, and then when you you know, set yourself up and use tools that you've developed or been been provided and, and practiced that when you use those tools and achieve an outcome that you find to be more positive or or more in a direction that you hope will guide the child or yourself or the family to a place that 
ultimately is a uh, you know a desirable outcome that is a big win and yeah. it can be really exciting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it really is I mean it's something that we've talked about on every it always comes up and with every guest you know mental health I mean you know little wins are everything that, yeah. with anxiety depression mental health you know i mean you have to you you know you have to have those little wins and really appreciate them in order to get the big wins and because it is everything in life is hard you know i mean and if you just are in a state of despair you know you have to have some something to look forward to like a light you know like to okay i got this done today even if it's just getting up and dressing you know like literally when you're in depression i mean we've talked about this and my family some people in my close family have had depression and i've I've had i have anxiety and my some people in my family have anxiety and you know those that's a everything can become a daunting task you know when you have anxiety or depression and you in order to get out you just have to really focus on those little wins as hard as it is you know yeah and it makes it reminds me of even you know you've listened to if you do if you're prone to listen to like the um stories about how people achieved big things or like the story behind the big business or the big mogul or whatever they Many people talk about breaking big tasks down into achievable steps, even if they're not in, um, you know, a place where their mental health is their primary focus. You know, achieving something big is so much more um, accessible when it's broken down into little little things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Tony, Tony mentioned that he mentioned the logic behind the triple P program. And I like to I like to emphasize that that. It is a logical program. It is, okay, now I have a situation, and what am I going to do with it? And he's talked about the plans. So, you know, when you come in and you meet with me and we talk about a situation, we write a plan using the things that are that are learned in the program. And it's it's step by step. And then you, you're actually, like, giving yourself the gold star for every step that you accomplish. Mm-hmm. And what we find out through doing that, that parent plan is there are some steps that you don't need on there for one reason or another. There are other ones that we need to add in. And then we start looking at where's the changed behavior. And Tony's been able to see that. He was able to see that that plan for getting the kids to another facility, transitioning them so that they wouldn't be so upset. Because ultimately, when your kids are that upset, it was making the parents upset. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. then it became a, a big, vicious cycle. And we had to break that cycle. And he implemented that plan. And he involved the kids in it. And they were part of a team. And he's now reaping – he and Michelle are both reaping the rewards of that. And and you, you talk about breaking it into steps. That's exactly what we do. And it's with an evidence-based program that Triple P has been around for 50 years. Let's – I want to – to listen hear about that so maybe this is a good way to uh, talk about the history of triple p because i noticed there's a separate logo and so that Mm -hmm. to me said oh this is something that is maybe a national program maybe you know just but a different program from partners for children Mm -hmm. and families Mm -hmm. so maybe you could talk about the history and you mentioned mary that it's not every um 
facility in the state even no not participates every partnership participates and has a triple p program and i don't know anybody near us who has a triple p practitioner who has done as many levels as diane she is one of the most if not the most certified triple p practitioner in the state of north carolina um That's and awesome. she lives it breathes it and totally uh, kills it in that program um yeah. it's so awesome to watch her. I'm sometimes very jealous of the wins that she gets to have all the all day. It's, it's amazing to see I'm what sure. she does. I'm sure it's very fulfilling to it is. take it people is. through the program. But yeah, it maybe is. you could just tell us about the history sure. and so, what what it is. And right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna also piggyback on how there are so many. There are I don't know 73, 75 different partnerships in North Carolina. We are given X amount of dollars, and based on our community's needs, we have a a, a plethora of programming that that NCPC Smart North Carolina Partnerships for Children or Smart Start has approved. Um, as programs that we are then allowed to use those funds to implement. And Triple P um, was the parent program of choice by our previous executive director and our our previous assistant director. Um, And that was, they chose Triple P about six years ago, and I came on staff five years ago and and started my my training um, and my certification. Um, Triple P itself, the Positive Parenting Program, um, originated in Australia. Um, It was first brought to the United States in South Carolina, um, in Columbia. I used to go before COVID. I used to go there in person for my trainings. Now Now everything is virtual, which is, there's an element of sadness to that mm-hmm. um uh it's gosh 19 different languages um wow. it's worldwide um it crosses all economic um all economic culture it 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 is a logical program um evidence-based program there's been like over 100 randomized studies, over 200 papers um, written. It's one of two um, organizations, uh, parent programs by the World Health Organization to actually show when it's implemented by the parents um, to decrease um, emergency room visits for child abuse, um, child neglect. Um, it's, that's, that's huge. That speaks yeah. volumes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's funny. That makes sense. The uh, side segue, the, some of the videos we watch. Now, it's all coming together because they're Australian. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, they are. 1980, and I'm like. I'm just waiting for Bluey to get into <laughs> I know. Yeah. Bluey's yeah. coming. Oh. Bluey's coming. Yeah, I, really. I honestly feel like that, that whoever did Triple P did some Bluey because there's definitely yeah. some Triple P woven into, into Bluey. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's yeah. such a wholesome little show. And, yeah. and like Bluey's, the, it, it's just, they, you know, those are the shows I, that you glad your kids watch. Oh, yes, 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 absolutely. I haven't introduced, we haven't, but I've heard people talk about like, oh, the dad on Bluey is super dad yeah. super dad pretty yeah. jealous of that guy yeah. you know? So, <laughs> you know, ha- it's who tony we'll wants to, to be it. yeah <laughs> right. yeah it's, it's totally not like realistic obviously but you know i mean there is no perfect dad well, but, maybe, but if it was it would be what's his name bandit yes yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. bandit yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah 
Yeah, yep. I, everybody should strive to be Bandit. There we go. You know? All right, mm-hmm. he's the. Yes. You gotta watch. If it, nothing man. else, I should watch it. Right? Absolutely. Oh, it's so fun <laughs> for the adults too. It's not one of those. It's a funny show, man. Like it's yeah. it's really perfectly oh. for kids and adults, man. It really is. Yeah. So. We are regularly that family that our children have gone to bed and we're sitting there, and I'll look over and be like, you know, we're still watching <laughs> Bluey, right? <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. But you're right. Thank God for shows like that, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. You know, there's all the unwholesome stuff on YouTube. <laughs> and everything mm-hmm. else good gracious yeah. that we have to fight for our kids not to watch but we know they're going to watch it but that's the whole thing is if we can implement you know these positive parenting strategies when they're young and then you hope that they'll kind of be molded into that where they they know it's wrong i mean every kid's going to slip up and but you, you want to build a conscience for the kids too you know mm-hmm. and, and make sure that you know that they know what's right and wrong and and what not to do even though they're going to do what's <laughs> what's not yeah. right sometimes but you know but you Tony just... I love that because you you guys are just coming to the point in the program where you're you're talking about and making rule charts mm-hmm. and and I'm not telling you what your rules are mm-hmm. and that's an, another interesting part of triple p and that is you decide what your rules are you decide what's appropriate for your family the morals mm-hmm. the ethics and the values i help you implement that um i try to be as non-judgmental um as i can with every client that comes in um but it's it's your rules and then i i just help you with all right now we're going to figure out how to implement these rules Mm -hmm. you know these are these rules are things that you need to be able to follow up on so if the child doesn't follow these rules what are the consequences going to be can we can we can we logically implement a consequence for this rule and if we can then it's a valid rule mm-hmm. um can we reward for it can we praise for it if so it's a valid rule um something that you're working on and i love it because um there is a lot of consistency in our moore county families for rules and that is to be considerate to be safe to be kind to each other um though i mean there's a lot of consistency that's what parents want they want mm-hmm. their kids mm-hmm. to be kind considerate citizens and yeah. yeah, it's a great thing too. To, like, the, I think the first couple of meetings we had, and then when when and we're like I said, it's no excuse, and we always make excuses. Diane, I'm sorry, but uh, I call you <laughs> on it too, don't I? You do. <laughs> and we're we're very everybody's very super busy, right? But you know, um, I'm glad that my wife and I both agreed to make time for this. And and what's great is you can you can work at your own speed, you know. But one of the great greatest feelings of this whole process for us was the first time when we walked in a little bit unprepared because like we had homework, right? And we're just like. Oh gosh, we we forgot the book, you know. Like, and and Diane comes in with like, like she's prepared, you know. She has your plan, and it's like, wow, this person took all that time to focus on our family, and that is huge. And thank you so much for doing that. I mean, you know, why wouldn't more people come to you for a free service if you're going to be that, um, you know, passionate about helping our my family, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just huge. So so thank you for what you do. It's a very uh, meaningful thing to us and I'm sure to, to everybody that that has these meetings with you so thank you it really is our, our like our I call it our therapy you know like our per, per parent therapy you know yeah. it really is because it's helping our children but ultimately it's helping us you know we get what we need and you know even though we have all these struggles still it's we've had those little wins that and we've had some big wins and it wouldn't have been that uh easy (laughs) although it's not easy for us if we wouldn't have met with you so it makes sense because if you think about 
any sort of work that you're doing, if you try and do the work without tools, it's going to be so much harder. You're going to get more tired. You're going to get more frustrated. And you're ultimately probably not going to achieve it as efficient. Well, that's what that means. But it's not going, the outcome's not going to be as clean. I mean, I'm thinking of like actual physical work. The outcome might not be as clean or might not be as um, polished or, you know, the, the, the thing that you're working on might have little a little bit more wear and tear if you're not using the appropriate tool or not using a tool at all so if you have parenting tools Mm -hmm. you know you're not gonna it's gonna help you be less frustrated it's gonna help you be less tired from from fighting to achieve this thing that you know you might not be you might be coming up against a wall and if you have a tool to say maybe uh, step back and look around the wall or make a door or you know whatever it is you're not gonna you're not gonna be as tired and then to your point Mm -hmm. earlier then you can have time for real connection Mm -hmm. and put the energy into things that are more fun and that create a long-lasting more round human Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and really resiliency and and a product that lasts right that's what i mean that's what you want is this to be something that really they take on and they do it on their own eventually, you know, and that's what you teach, you know, and, and we've seen some wins and we're still struggling with others, but that's the whole process. You know, it's just, it's, 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 a, you have to have a plan and I've, I've never, I've always been the guy that wings it and I don't want to, I shouldn't say that, but I'm good at winging it. I mean, but, and then I, but I have the knowledge and of, of the things that I'm doing, but like this podcast, for instance, I was like, I had, um, excuse me, I had messaged Erica Leap, I think, about like yeah. some advertising or something. And I heard, she, she mentioned you. She was like, hey, you should talk to Frank. And he's doing like this radio show. And I was like, oh, I've always just secretly wanted to be yeah, uh, like a podcast. Yeah, just because you're a musician, she was like, oh, check yeah, it out. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, hey, do you need another podcast? I was like, I've always yes, wanted to I secretly do. do this. And it was not planned. It was literally like, hey, Frank. Can I be on? Can I have a podcast on your show? And you're like, we never met before. And he's like, yeah, come on in, yeah. you know, Tuesday or whatever. And we did. And we, the first show was just kind of introducing me, and then it just naturally came. You know, the, the guests that I, people that I had known over the years, and and that are big parts of the community, and 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 all this, and just this was not planned, you know. But I'm so thankful that I I do it. Because yeah, me too. That's another thing is like if you don't go try. To do things in life, you know, like um, you're never going to know what you're capable of. And for us, thank God, my wife and I are very – she's a little bit more reserved as far as getting in the public and talking and stuff. But for me, everything that I've ever tried to get out of my comfort zone on things that I wanted or wanted to do, it's always worked out for me. And it's because I feel like I've – at an earlier age, I learned to try to do things that made me uncomfortable. And then once you get comfortable with the uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you can achieve anything, you know. And mm-hmm. and I thank God that my wife was very um, uh, willing to do this with you because it's hard harder for her to kind of step mm-hmm. out of that comfort zone, you know. Um, but for me, it was like, I was, we need, you know, why wouldn't we try this? And so my whole point there was just, you know, get out, you know, talk to Diane, go to Triple P. If you, if you have, you know, even if you think you have it, down i mean you could always learn something and our kids are the most important thing there is for our future and for our families and you know for the world so why wouldn't you go take a free service Mm -hmm. and talk to diane because i bet you she can teach you something for sure so (laughs) i also like to remind people like coming out of covid we all know what it's like to be a parent during covid and like we did take everything on we took all of it on and tried to make it all work and it all had to happen and you didn't have a village there was nobody to rely on so how many of us have not given up the things since 
life started to look semi-normal or our new normal again. Like, there are still so many things that every now and again, Diane will be like, you know, you don't have to do that all by yourself. (laughs) And it's just a solid reminder that there are so many things we took on during the pandemic as parents that we can start to let go and like asking for help and trying to find new ways to manage that because you don't realize the stress and anxiety that you're carrying every day Mm -hmm. and the small wins. I never never thought two girls getting dressed and brushing their own hair every morning would be a major win, but it is a major win at my house that my children can get themselves dressed and ready for school every day. And you you just don't realize that until it's happening and you're like, oh, success. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you like that. Now, I mean, the anxiety that it brought my daughter, like me knowing my daughter was going to go to school in August or September or whatever this year, like I, we both, my wife and I are like, Oh my God, she's not ready. You know, like, <laughs> we're not ready. How are we going to do this? Like just going to school, like we're, we're still scared to mm-hmm. death, but we've, we feel a little bit more confident now because they've met new teachers and new kids and, and they're, they're doing it, even though they're doing it together. That's a whole nother story. We're going to have to figure out how to spread, uh, spread them out or split them up because they're only like 14 months apart. So they're not twins, but they're like Irish twins. So they've done everything in life together since he was born. And uh, so that's going to be hard splitting them up. But I feel like this is preparing her to at least get through it, you know. And and, mm-hmm. and I really that day that when they can both go to school, uh, especially her, just but and just be OK mm-hmm. and learn. It's going to be like, I mean, hallelujah. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm just mm-hmm. That's a huge thing. And people don't realize, like, how big that is. And if you don't have kids, you know, it's just everything is so scary and stressful. You know, when you have kids, you just don't yeah. know. <laughs> You just yes. have to pray yes. about it and roll with it, you know, right. and just hope yes. that it's the best, you know. Yeah. Um, so please take advantage of this pro these programs that Moore County offers and that these uh, wonderful people, you know, um, have devoted their careers to. So, um, you know, thank you so much for, for what you both do. And um, I think I remember Bonnie, Bonnie Archibald. That's how it was weird because I, she was one of my clients, real estate clients, and uh, she had helped us somehow. I'm friends with her, and she had helped us somehow with the Dolly Parton books. I remember mm-hmm. we started getting those from her mm-hmm. and uh, a year or two ago, and I didn't know where they really came from or whatever, but we started doing that, and they kept showing in, up in the mail for free. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome, you know? And uh, then fast forward to this year when all the, all, you know, the craziness started in my life, um, you know, she was like, yeah. You should talk to Diane because I talked to her at the time during our, our went their house purchase, and she was like, "Yeah, you know, you should talk to Diane. She's great. I mean, I talk to her all the time about things." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, cool." And then like a week later, I think is when we went to the pediatrician, and they they suggested we contact mm-hmm. you, and mm-hmm. I didn't even know Bonnie worked there, mm-hmm. and I was. You know, she was my client, and, I, and so we showed up, and Bonnie's like, hey, you know, I was like, oh, this is great, small world, you know, but thank, my whole point is just thankful to her and to you and to everybody there that has um, opened our eyes to this, you know, I mean, this is a great service that needs to be known more in Moore mm-hmm. County, so thank you. You're welcome. Did you have uh, any? I have a question. Okay. What happens when somebody comes to you? What's like, what are the steps? You, you guys mentioned making a plan, but mm-hmm. what, what? If I were to contact you or anybody, mm-hmm. what happens next? Uh, so as a parent coming in, we would spend the first session uh, going over some paperwork. I have questionnaires that challenge you. It's one of Tony's favorites. Um <laughs> Uh, challenge you, puts you in different situations and then says, what would you do out of these choices on a scale of one to seven? And um so we, we do a couple of questionnaires like that. 
um, those questionnaires guide me as to things like what your parenting style is like, um, what you feel about parenting at the time, because that's important. Like, how overwhelmed are you by it? Or, you know, are you pretty confident in it? Because our whole goal is to give you as parents the tools to be confident in your parenting so that when you're faced with a situation, if you have to say, hold on a minute, I'm going to I'm going to step back and think about this for a second. You can give yourself permission to do that. But then you're going to go through your files and you're going to access, OK, what strategy am I going to try? You know, that's our whole goal is to build the confidence in the parents so that they have the, the tools and the ability to handle whatever comes. Um, we talk a lot about what are the behaviors that are bringing you to come and see me um, if you had to rank what was bringing the chaos in your house you know give me the top five what would they be um, and then based on that paperwork we kind of put a plan together and then we move forward and sometimes parents that come in um, you know a couple of visits and they they've already like okay I got this I know I know what's going on for other parents we start out with something Maybe it's a child who's who's biting, uh, a toddler who's going through a biting phase, and they just come in because of the biting. But then, as we're talking, two sessions later, they're like, "You know what? My my older one is doing this. Can you help me with that?" And pretty soon, before we know it, we've been meeting for six months, <laughs> and we. It, I have someone that I'm meeting next week that it's been three years, but now it's occasional. You know, she went through the program. Um, which can last anywhere, like I said, from a couple of weeks up to a couple of months. Um, and I have a lot of parents who say, I really do have a lot of parents who say, if I don't stay in touch with you, I, I'm, I might lose these skills. Like, I just need to touch base with you once a month. Can, can we plan a phone call? And it's a 10-minute phone call. How are you winning with parenting right now? What strategies have you used? There are... Mary mentioned that there's, you know, that I'm trained in a lot of levels and um, Triple P has five different levels. And basically what the levels mean is how much care the parent is going to to um, to want in order to, to get that gain that confidence level. Um, so I'm trained in two, three, four and five. One is basically kind of what you guys are helping us do here. And that is get the word out that Triple P is here and it's here for parents to to use. Um Two is is kind of a, a crash course in it where basically I'm talking and you're listening. Um, it's my least favorite. Uh, three, four, and five are more with one-on-one. And, and that's where most of my time is spent. Um, at this point, if you were walking into my office um, based on what behaviors you presented – we would kind of put a plan together as far as, you know, this is what I think would be best. This is what Triple P has to offer. What do you feel about this? Um, what hurdles would you have? Like, what would stop you from from doing this? Um, sometimes it's transportation. Sometimes it's um, time. Sometimes it's because, uh, you know, I mean, Tony has mentioned all the help that he's gotten. This is a parent program. So I don't work with the kids because the kids are typically typically going to behave for someone else mm-hmm. 
where you're going to see the ouchiness is when they're when they're right. with the people who love them the most, right? Because that's what think about that, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Like they're how are we when we're around our family, right? We're not. That's when we let our hair down, and so um, yeah. So so I I definitely it's a it's a parent program. We we have times where the kids come in, but the parents are still primary with the kids i barely talk to the kids um and then we just kind of evaluate as we go along you know um yeah it really is like parent therapy for for us like yeah what's great too is my wife and i have different parenting styles you know very opposite of the spectrum you know like uh my dad was more like the disciplinarian and and you know her style's more lenient and everything and and there is you have to have a balance and you both have to be on the same somewhat of the same page to really make it work you know and and nobody's ever we're not nobody's ever going to agree eye to eye on everything but it's really eye-opening and uh and sometimes you know it gets a little it, it, but the whole, like the whole uncomfortable thing at the beginning is like they ask you these questions and you're like well you know you're wondering is that what did I, should i not do like what i do what i say it, it's it's normal to feel that way right. you know nobody's the perfect parent and uh you know, but it really is if you can't be brave and answer those questions and uh, and devote your time to something like that um, to try to just help your kids and you live a better life and, and have a better family then you know, I feel like you, you have to answer those questions. My point was like on those Australian videos at the beginning, we're watching them and we're both like afterwards like, oh, God, I do that. Oh, man. <laughs> no, they are very yeah. eye opening, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And, and you have to be honest with yourself. I mean, but, you know, but why were those videos made? Because you weren't the only one who does that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, these are very common parent traps that we mm-hmm. fall into. It's a it's an action that we do in the beginning to help what we think is going to get us out of a moment with our child. And it ends up becoming a pattern of behavior that doesn't get us what we want. Yeah. Yeah. That promotes a certain sort of feedback loop that ends up becoming uh, really hard. I, I mean, I'm imagining things, that, but I'm sure everybody who's listening that's a parent is like, yeah, there was that thing that I started to do to, you know, just that one time. And then it happened again and then again. And then the child said, oh, if I do this thing, mm, you got it. Mm-hmm. I can. Um, and I know everything's different, but that led me to something that I did want to, you know, because we've got people that are going to listen and probably have a question that we could have maybe fielded questions but what are common things that you provide tools for that triple p might address that say you know a lot of that that there are common threads you know Mm -hmm. that people come in and say you know bar is it bargain i mean and what maybe give some a crash course do a do a step two here for us Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. um that might be helpful for people listening. Okay, so um, some of the some of the most common things that parents are coming in for is my child won't listen, um, or fighting, um, aggression, um, anxiety is high right now with kids, and it's causing it's kind of causing some other behaviors like they won't listen when it's actually not really that i mean there's a little bit there's a there's something in the middle there that's that's not allowing them to do what they know they need to do um 
What are some other things? The biting I mentioned, potty training is a huge one, which that's just a huge one. <laughs> um, eating, uh, being out in public with your kids, the temper tantrums that come from. Talk about stress and anxiety. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I would say those are the top ones that, that we deal with. Um, another one that's starting to creep up is um, anger. And that's not so much at the child level, but at the parent level. Like, it's starting to become where my anger is stopping me from doing what I what I know is right and what I need to do. Um, so if I were going to give you a seminar on what is positive parenting right now, I would start with um, we have a pyramid. And the bottom of the pyramid is the foundation. And the foundation is full of, oh, I should ask Tony this. Uh, I was not prepared for homework. <laughs> the quiz. quiz. Um, My the, dog the ate fa- it. There we go. I'll give you another one next week. Okay. Um, the bottom foundation is that connection. It is that human connection. So um, I layer in with Julie, um, our literacy person at the office. She comes in and does um, a couple short seminars with parents about the importance of bibliotherapy, about the importance of reading with your kids. And we um, we have books that, so if the child is having issues with fighting and aggression, we have books that are How Can I Be Kind? Um, just a, a whole bunch of different um, titles and Julie presents the parents with books that relate to why the parents are there does a quick little session on what does reading look like with your infant what does reading look like with your two-year-old or what does it look like with your five-year-old um, because that connection that physical connection the language connection the social interaction of taking turns talking um, all of those things are fundamental and we might take that for granted but there's a lot of families who are afraid or don't know. I mean, kids can be frightening creatures. What do I do with this thing? We didn't get a manual when I left the hospital. I don't know, right? So we are literally teaching that connection. Um, spending quality time. What does your child like to do? Not what are you going to drag your child along with you to do, but how are you going to invest your time? How often should we speak with our children? They actually have studied that. The one minute, um, that's, I'll jump, that's jumping way to the top of the pyramid. I'll stay at the bottom. <laughs> um, what are some other things? Um, we move up into having clear rules, um, setting good examples, because kids are always listening, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. when they're sitting here playing on their iPad, mm-hmm. they're listening. And You'll find out when all of a sudden, two days later, they come up and say, but, what, what, do you, what do you mean we're moving? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm, that one hits close to home. Um, uh, so we set clear examples. Um, we set gl- ground rules. We talk about logical consequences. We talk about um, how to give clear, calm directions. There's, did you know there's like steps in how to do that? There's like been studied studied processes in this and triple p has helped like break it down into steps that are so manageable um we move up into logical consequences we move up into quiet time before we go into timeout. 
timeout isn't necessarily appropriate for every child either or for every family. And so this is one, another one of those opportunities where the parents, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about this because it really is about safety, emotional safety, physical safety. You know, has there been trauma in the family? Because if there has been, we're going to be a little more hesitant to use timeout because we don't want that emotional or that physical barrier. You know, that child needs to feel that safety because that goes back to that primary connection. We need 90% of our interactions to be connecting. And if we can get our number to, to be that high, which is very possible, if we can get our connections that high, then when we have to have a consequence for our children, they're more likely to respect that consequence, that, that negative consequence, and to be able to turn their behavior around into the desired result. So... Yeah, I think just just being aware because as as an, a parent, you don't you're not aware of the bad habits you might have. You know, for me, I mean, I'll be honest with you. You know, my wife. You know, I work a lot from home, so and I don't have an office in this house we're in. So I'm in the bed, the master bedroom, and and it's a small house. So they're you know, I hear everything that goes on over there, and it's when they start screaming. You know, it's like I'm like on a phone call, and then I have to walk into the bathroom and close the door so like I can hear it. Then and then I get back on when I'm done. I, you know, I if they're still screaming. I run out the door. I'm like, what is going on? You know, and and for me, you know, I need to learn how to. I, I mean, I'm, I am. I think. I mean, I still struggle, but you know, I learn not to just burst out the door and be like, what's going on? You know, being the guy. You know, because I've always been the the disciplinarian. You know, like the the guy that they sort of listen to sometimes when I raise my voice. But the whole thing is like, you don't want to have. I, I, I feel so bad when i do that you know i notice that if i raise my voice it's, you know it's hard not to sometimes you know because you're just like what's going on but i'm working really hard on like trying to deliver calmly mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i'm not perfect at it you know but, I, but at least now i know you know and i now i know that i have that that i need to the work first on, step that's you know? right and that's what and i'm not afraid ashamed to say it i mean everybody struggles with different things you know and and uh you know, if I've found that if I'm in the other room, which I usually am, and I'm working and I'm focused on all this pressure-filled stuff, and then I hear my wife struggling to kind of, you know, because they're having they're they're having a hard time with her and she's having a hard time with them, and I'm just I go in there like you know trying to fix the problem immediately and then go back to work and that's and and raising my voice isn't the best and I still struggle with that, but I, I, we're still working on. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a we're about to go on chapter four or something where really I'm I'm interested in hearing you know the the thing before timeout you know like because we're always like timeout immediately you know because it's like why um and it doesn't always work and i'm not always the uh well, calmest I, of delivering the timeout you know and i think so, at, mm-hmm. at at our age or i just remember always that just seemed to be the the go-to disciplinary tactic for parents of our generation yeah you know and so i don't know we've that's something that we haven't addressed now with two kids. I think we might be getting there, but uh, time out for our younger one. I've always wondered, like, it doesn't seem to be something that would be effective because he doesn't understand, you know, he's only two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not really. Yeah, it'll depend on on the the cognitive level of your child. And, and really, two is the very youngest you would want to start. Um, be like maybe four. out. Usually about three. Three. There you go. Usually when they they understand right and wrong. So when we establish that rule chart, they start to understand what those rules are, what those things mean. 
um, because we're modeling it, because we're praising them when they do it, they know what the expected behavior is, um, you know, then we can hold them responsible. How, how, how are we supposed to hold children responsible for behavior they don't even know is wrong right. or, or what we don't want to see? Um, so, yeah, I would... Yeah, yeah. You're, you're venturing into that area, but you know you no, can always no. call me. I'll nine one zero nine four nine four zero four five. Yes, good point. Uh, we, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll yeah. yeah, I was wondering. Um, I always try and model uh, or like frame whatever I'm trying to explain it using positive language instead of like you saying don't do this. We need to do something else. But I find trouble sometimes reframing my mind to say oh what is the positive way to say that i mean do you have <laughs> tools that can give me that the only thing i can say is first of all you're headed in the right direction <laughs> that's very good um but second you'd have to give me the example like yeah. like write them down and shoot me an email and you know i will brainstorm together um it really is a situation by situation yeah. Yeah. which is why i think the one-on-one um sessions with me are so much more popular i think parents really appreciate digging into their own personal situation rather Mm -hmm. than hearing it in a group um with some general things although it's a it's a great it's a great tool too um you're very much on on target let me extend that so instead of don't run in the house you would say walk in the house correct and then Okay, this was years ago. I would end it with, yeah. For this reason. I would, would, for me personally, I would be like, quit running in the house. Walk in the house. Don't, Don't run like you were doing yesterday and all these other days. So I would continue it. And at the end of my statement, what they would be hearing was the negative behavior again, the inappropriate actions. And what triple p has studied is that the last thing they hear is what they're going to do i like i think i'd like to say walk in the house because your brother is sleeping and we'd i'd like you know we want to let him sleep so he can get his rest mm-hmm. i mean and maybe that's that's specific example because he it likes is, to run by mm-hmm. specific is, is a good thing that's what she talks yeah. about be specific when you're talking to them and don't just say don't do that you don't know, say do this because that right you specific specific specificity is a hard word to say <laughs> but yeah you got to be specific right see i've learned i learned a little bit Diane. you have you know you have yeah, you guys yeah. have been great i'm not gonna brag but i'm yes, not gonna brag guys. but i know i know a thing <laughs> know a thing or two about a thing or two uh, <laughs> and i know who to call if i don't know a thing that's right that's and right. who and that's it, what matters right yeah. we need to use our resources countywide mm-hmm. 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 and reach out to the people who we want to help us mm-hmm. you know yes yeah. yeah and we think can help us because that's half the battle. Yes. If you think they can help, reach out and you've started the process, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, yeah, for us, it was just, I'm glad, you know, it took, it takes a lot of, it does take a lot of courage for a husband and wife, you know, to, to reach out for anything or just anybody to reach out. We talk about this all the time mental health and, you know, it's so important to have therapists or talk to therapy or talk to somebody who's being, who's willing to be open and not judge and um, and keep it confidential. And that's what you do, too. It's a it's a very confidential thing. So you go to her. She's not going to 
tell everybody at the office what's going on you know you're in a closed door and and it's uh you know you you feel that um you appreciate that you know but i have always been one to open up about everything and that that's there's pros and cons about that but i feel like this this podcast is very important has become a thing for us uh, to promote mental health and everybody that we talk to everybody doesn't matter what they've been doing it always comes to that and that's why i told him before i was like uh you know i, I usually cry during the show <laughs> i was like no i usually make everybody else cry but no i'm the one crying because yeah. it's you know i feel like that's the, become the passion of me and the purpose of this show yeah. is like not just to interview people in moore county and great people and what they do but also to talk about mental health and promote that and let people realize it's, it's important to talk about it you know so mm-hmm. but i think having the the being able to go to somebody that does keep it confidential but to be able to open up to them you know and and be honest with yourself on the problems that and the the behaviors that i and finding that i aren't the best behaviors you know uh, just trying to learn those things together i think is important so um but let's just my, my point of that rambling was just like promoting <laughs> mental health i think it's yeah. so huge this is a big proponent of that for our mm-hmm. children or for our families and that is everything so um that's why we want to get them on the show and promote this yeah. uh, because ultimately it is mental health and family and yeah i mean you know? when you are a parent i mean your family is your life i mean and if you aren't doing things to get yourself tools to make sure that it's a nice cohesive unit then you're going to find strife and then your everything's going to be thrown off mm-hmm. you know your work your sleep your you know your long-term relationship with your your spouse or your partner and your kids and all and that'll just exacerbate problems and so I definitely I agree I mean you know mental health that's why I love the show. I mean, that we do, you know, be apart from the fact that at the time I said, yes, come in here because I need more people to do more things so that I can grow this into something that I think it could be. I just really love digging into, you know, topics that matter, things that matter, mental health and, and having the opportunity to really examine what, you know, what could be a problem or what might be something that's holding us back from doing something else or holding me back or, you know, just something that I'm curious about that might, if, if we dig into it and if we examine it and if we expand on it, then it brings me to a big, a fuller understand, a more full or fuller understanding and, and grows me as a person and allows me to have a, a more fulfilling and exciting and nuanced life you know and i think that's what we all want Mm -hmm. that's what i love about the podcast in general because if especially when we talk about mental health and we've had veterans in here that talk about and we're i'm a big proponent proponent of you know fighting veteran suicide and and things like that which is a huge crisis right now in america Mm -hmm. um you know just the fact that you can open up a podcast on your iphone and you can you don't have to tell anybody you're listening to it you know you don't have to tell anybody you don't have to show anybody it's completely confidential that you're just watching you're listening to that that podcast and if somebody listens to ours and then they all of a sudden they hear something that really hits home you know it could help them you know not commit suicide i mean you just never know i mean it could help them literally save their life you know and and that's why i love about doing this is because they don't have to tell anybody they're doing it they can open up their iphone and we're on spotify and apple Apple so tell and a lot the, of Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, 
Google, Amazon, Amazon, I think. Yeah, so you can just search, you know, more or less, M-O-O-R-E, or less with Tony Barnes, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, and it comes up. And or go to the website, pilot-radio.com, and there's a podcast page, and you could listen there if you don't want to open a podcast app or whatever. There's mm-hmm. a pilot radio app, too, that we can we can be found on, and that brings us back to, brings me back to, you know, where can people find y'all? You know, you mm-hmm. mentioned your phone number, but Partners mm-hmm. for Children and Families has other programs that people might be interested in, the mm-hmm. uh, growing more readers and all that stuff. So what what will people... To find us, so our office is located right out by the Moore County Highway um, on Highway 22. So we're like just down the road from them. We have our physical office that you can visit. We are on social media, on Facebook and on Instagram. And we're always posting about our programs for Growing More Readers and our summer reading stations. Those are currently posted and where you can find those. The Growing More Readers reading stations do happen every summer, though. So this is the second or third summer. I'm newer to the partnership. It is. I might started in COVID, so it might actually be our fourth. Fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only been working there for the last year. Um, I'm just over the year mark myself. Congratulations! So, yeah, thank you. It's been it's been phenomenal for for me. It's one of the things that you talk about. My husband has always been the primary breadwinner for our family, and being a stay at home mom was amazing. But not for me. Um, that was a mental health moment for me. Mm-hmm. I almost lost my mind trying to stay home with two small humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so finding a job where I do have understanding and flexibility was critical. Um, my husband is stationed at Fort Liberty. That is what brings us to Moore County. Mm-hmm. And so having flexibility, because I'm the primary caregiver on every level, but I get to have something that is mine and allows me to feel fulfilled having a job is my mental health so mm-hmm. i fully resonate with that um my master's degree was in professional counseling how i got on this path i have no idea but i love it and i'm here for it <laughs> so i appreciate and i i think that's why i love that you want to promote triple p and what diane does because it is such an amazing mental health moment for everyone you just don't realize the impact and i love that our office encompasses that i love that then we want to add to it and what other other ways can we provide for our children but that also helps our parents what are the different things that we can do that then help our child care providers so that they're not stressed so that they don't have anxiety they're taking better care of our children who are in child care i I think that is an underlying theme in everything we do is how do we take care of those who take care of our children whether it's parents whether it's teachers whatever they're doing um and so i think that it is one of the most amazing things about our office and and what we get the pleasure of doing every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you too for your you and your husband for your sacrifices, you know, for the country too. I mean, that's a big thing too is I couldn't imagine, you know, having to be a spouse, you know. Um, I mean, obviously, I couldn't imagine being a soldier. You are I am, a spouse. I am not the guy that you would are be a soldier. You are a spouse. I, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, a spouse of a soldier, you know, like, but I, I couldn't, you don't, you, don't want, you don't want me in a, in a wartime, <laughs> you know, like, ah! but, you know, and I'm not afraid We're to say young. Yeah, please, please, no. Um, but thank God for you and your husband or your spouse that, and I mean, the sacrifice, a lot of people, the spouse, you know, 
makes so many sacrifices too. Like it's so, I mean, hard. I can't imagine the amount of difficulty when, if they're deployed or even just their, their strenuous schedule every week, you know, um, just thank you. I mean, it's, I mean, thank God for, for people like you. So, uh, and your, your spouse, um, you know, Why but, you think I visit Diane's office every morning before <laughs> the day yeah. starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there's, she's amazing. Thank God for Diane. Yes. You know? I mean, yes. thank God we're, you better not hey, lose it. Are, Diane, Cause we we're all team. teetering on the edge. We and, are a team. Yeah. We are a team. Yeah. Just Community don't. wide. We are a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just don't and, ever lose. And it, I just want to make sure we're raising <laughs> good little human beings and I'm going to do the best I can to keep, helping parents do that yeah absolutely yeah. and how should you mention your phone number before could you repeat our it? office phone number is 910-949-4045 and is that the best way people can schedule a time to meet with absolutely. you or? okay absolutely we can we have a um general email um info at pfcfmc.org pf like like partners, partners for, for children. children and families, more county. Right. Yes. Okay. Dot org. You really have yeah. to say it slow. Right. Though, you do. <laughs> like half the time I have to write it out while so I'm saying it's it. P- info at pfcfmc dot org. You got it. Okay. Ooh. Let's so, say yeah. it while you're. Right. Say it so it's yeah. Yeah, clear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what I would How do. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck a woodchuck chuck wood? Uh, How much? I don't know. This is the question. That is the question of the universe. That'll be our next podcast. Tune in. How much wood could a woodchuck, if a woodchuck could chuck wood? It would depend if it was during COVID or not. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And if they have kids. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Mm. That's right. What are woodchuck kids called? Chocolates? Chocolates. (laughs) Cheeks. I like that. Because they always have the big cheeks, right? Well, if they're chucking wood, wood, yeah. If they're chucking wood, they got a big shoes, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is turnt. This is, (laughs) these are the real questions in life. Yes. The universal questions. But I know that we have kept you here so uh, a long time thank you so much for volunteering your time to come today and yes um, you know diane thank you very much and uh and mary it's nice to meet you thank you for being on board and uh and your granddaughter's name again is addison i should, I should know this i'm sorry addison. addison thank you for she's by the way there has I been mean, a child yes, here this, this entire time, time. Mm-hmm. and this this is the this is how it works right here you know? like, <laughs> come on seriously like yeah my child over there in that corner would be like ah you know, all over the walls. So, but we're trying to work on that, Diane. There yeah, we go. We hey, are. Little baby steps. That's right. Little things make a big difference. But we can have hope, right? Keep coming mm-hmm. back. Yes, little Absolutely. baby steps with little baby feet. Little baby steps. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Diane and Mary. You're Diane Atherton, right? Yes. And Mary Peters. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate it. Y'all Thanks go check for asking them. Us. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Uh, Go talk to Diane. She, you know, she wants to help you. So please go out there. And He was looking right at me. I was. Yes. <laughs> you know he's going to call you after this, I right? I mean. I'm trying to recruit. Come on yeah. now. It's okay. There's, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm curious. I'm interested. Okay. All right. You know, I want to I want to be a positive parent. Yeah. Be, be a bandit. Yeah. I want to be a bandit. Well, go. first I need to know bandit. You got to watch yeah. it now, man. It's, it is yeah. it's the jam. He is the perfect dad. To know him is to love him. Yes, very much. I'm jealous of him all the time, but you know, you can learn from Bandit. You can, I will. Yes, you should. Uh, so we don't know how to sign off. We've been working on this for yes. like 50 shows. So what shows. is what would what would Bandit say? What would Bandit say? That's all right, good... all right, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. All right, folks. <laughs> he would say, "It's dad." <laughs>
start. It's that. It's yeah. time. That's right. That's right. Uh, what? Yeah. See, we struggle at this. That was it. We'll, what we'll would Bandit say? That. There. that will work. We'll leave with that. Yeah. You can cut this out. <laughs> right. after, after she says that, you just cut it. Okay. Can you do that? Mary, what would Bandit say? I have no idea. I was just thinking because yeah. all I think of when I think of Bandit is when he brings all chaos at bedtime and brings out that unicorn. That's what I think of when I think of Bandit right now. What about, what about when, when Bingo is having all the issues, all the problems, things aren't going perfect, and, and, or she falls down, and Dad says, you're tough. You're tough. Mm-hmm. You're tough. Go out and be tough. Amen. That's a great. That's a great sign off right there. That for is. Sure. Well, thank you, Diane. We appreciate it. Y'all thank have a you. wonderful day, and we hope to uh, that you guys will you guys will check out uh, Triple P Parenting yeah. and uh, and and have a conversation with Diane. So thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> we don't know what to do with our hands on the end. We're like, how do we end this? But he's gonna cut that out.